Hello and welcome to the Diet Diatribe podcast. This is the show designed to talk about all of your failures and successes when it comes to diet and exercise. This should be uplifting, but I also want it to be truthful and realistic because as we age, our bodies slow down, our metabolisms drop off, our sex drives go haywire, and nothing goes the way we want it to. We wanna talk about all of these things and share some crazy stories about what we do to try to lose weight and get healthy, as well as what we do wrong in that battle. I guess you could call this podcast a diary of sorts. Each week, I'm gonna break down my diet and exercise and have guests on who will talk about their stories as well. Here it is, this is my diet diatribe for the week ending in February 21st. So I did an earlier podcast I believe it was a few, well, I did a podcast for the new year with some new year's resolutions and different things that I was trying to do to make my life better, to lose weight, to get my diet back on track. Because as I mentioned in the earlier podcast, my diet has completely gone off the rails. I've gained probably 20 pounds since I moved to Illinois from California. And part of that has to do with the exercise routine that I'm not able to do here because it is so cold all the time. Back home, I used to run and hike and play volleyball. And now that I am here in Illinois, I can't really do any of those things. So that's part of it. Part of it is just kind of this sense of, and of part of it is kind of this sense of unease that comes along with the pandemic and feeling a sort of insecurity with job and life and society as a whole. And it's kind of, made it so that I'm drinking a little bit more than I probably should be as well. So I'm really attempting to get things back on track, to get my exercise routine back in order and get everything going. So I had a doctor's appointment last week and they did blood testing again because they wanted to ensure that my thyroid medication was working properly and it was at the right dose because I do have hypothyroidism. They tested my blood sugar as well, my cholesterol and all that good stuff. So what came out was that my thyroid seems to be doing okay now, but I came out as having high blood pressure, high cholesterol, all that other good stuff. So oh, I got some work to do. Um, so today I want to talk about that high blood pressure because it's something that a large portion of the population suffers with. And I just want people to understand what it means and what it could potentially do to their bodies. Okay, so what exactly is high blood pressure? It's also called hypertension. And high blood pressure is a common condition which the long-term force of the blood against your artery walls is high enough so that it may eventually cause health problems like heart disease. Blood pressure is determined both by the amount of blood your heart pumps and the amount of resistance to blood flow in your arteries. The more blood your heart pumps and the narrower your arteries, the higher your blood pressure. A blood pressure reading is given in millimeters of mercury and has two numbers. There is that top number, which is the systolic pressure, and the first or upper number measures the pressure in your arteries when your heart beats. And then there's the bottom number, which is the diastolic pressure, and the second or lower number measures the pressure in your arteries between beats. You can have high blood pressure for years without any symptoms, and uncontrolled high blood pressure increases your risk of serious health problems, including heart attack and stroke. Fortunately, high blood pressure can be easily detected, and once you know you have it, you can work with your doctor to control it. Symptoms. 
Most people with high blood pressure have no signs or symptoms, even if blood pressure readings reach dangerously high levels. A few people with high blood pressure may have headaches, shortness of breath, or nosebleeds, but these signs and symptoms aren't specific and usually do not occur until high blood pressure has reached a severe or life-threatening stage. Now, I've had several friends who have had high blood pressure and they felt it. My mom had high blood pressure and she had it for a significant amount of time. She was having headaches and blurred vision and it ended up she had a stroke in her left eye. So you don't wanna ignore it. My other friend also had similar symptoms and ended up having a stroke on his left side. Now my mom was in her 60s when it happened and my other friend was in his 40s. So you don't want to ignore these symptoms. You don't want to ignore high blood pressure because it could end very badly. So here's when you should see a doctor. You'll likely have your blood pressure taken as a part of a routine at a doctor's appointment. Ask your doctor for a blood pressure reading at least every two years starting at age 18. If you're age 40 or older, or if you're 18 to 39 with a high risk of high blood pressure, ask your doctor for a blood pressure reading every year. Now, I realize a lot of people are not going to the doctors regularly now because of COVID. Do not ignore the warning symptoms. Get your blood pressure tested. It's really, really important, particularly if you come from a family that has a history of blood pressure risk. So get it taken care of. It's wear your mask, practice your social distancing and all that, but make sure that you're getting your regular checkups at your doctor. Blood pressure generally should be checked in both arms to determine if there's a difference. It's important to use an appropriate sized arm cuff and your doctor will likely determine more frequent readings if you've been diagnosed with high blood pressure or have other risk factors for cardiovascular disease. Children age three and older will usually have blood pressure measured as a part of their yearly checkups. If you don't regularly see your doctor, you may be able to get a free blood pressure screening at a health resource fair or other locations in your community. And I realize now because of COVID, they've shut a lot of these down. I know they used to have blood pressure cuffs in like CVS stores and things like that. And again, I believe they've shut those down, but I, I think you can get a blood pressure measuring kit online on Amazon for relatively inexpensive. So if it's something you're concerned about, by all means, get one. Save yourself the worry. Public blood pressure machines, such as those found in pharmacies, may provide helpful information about your blood pressure, but they can have some limitations. Again, a lot of these are closed now because of COVID, but the accuracy of these machines depends on several factors, like correct cuff size and proper use of the machines. Ask your doctor for advice on using public blood pressure machines, because they can be giving you an incorrect reading. Causes of high blood pressure. So there's two types. One is the primary hypertension. And for most adults, there's no identifiable cause of high blood pressure. This type of high blood pressure called primary or essential hypertension tends to develop gradually over many years. And then there's the secondary hypertension. Some people have a high blood pressure caused by an underlying health condition. This type of high blood pressure called secondary hypertension tends to appear suddenly and cause higher blood pressure than does primary hypertension. Various conditions and medications can lead to secondary hypertension, including obstructive sleep apnea, kidney disease, adrenal gland tumors, thyroid problems, certain defects you're born with, congenital, in blood vessels, certain medications such as birth control pills, cold remedies, decongestants, over-the-counter pain relievers, and some prescription drugs, and illegal drugs like cocaine or amphetamines. 
So I have my high blood pressure that's been diagnosed as related to my thyroid issue. I've also had some adrenal issues as well, which have contributed to that. So risk factors. High blood pressure has many risk factors, including age. The risk of high blood pressure increases as you age. Until about age 64, high blood pressure is more common in men. Women are more likely to develop high blood pressure after the age of 65. Race. High blood pressure is particularly common among people of African heritage, often developing at an earlier age than it does in white people. Serious complications like strokes, heart attacks, and kidney failure are also more common in people of African heritage. So be very careful, keep those things monitored, stay healthy. Family history. High blood pressure tends to run in families. Being overweight or obese can also impact your blood pressure. The more you weigh, the more blood you need to supply oxygen and nutrients to your tissues. As the amount of blood blow through your vessels increases, so does the pressure on your artery walls. Not being physically active can also impact you. People who are inactive tend to have higher heart rates. The higher your heart rate, the harder your heart must work with each contraction and the stronger the force on your arteries. Lack of physical activity also increases the risk of being overweight. Using tobacco. Not only does smoking or chewing tobacco immediately raise your blood pressure temporarily, but the chemicals in tobacco can damage the lining of your artery walls. This can cause your arteries to narrow and increase your risk of heart disease. Secondhand smoke can also increase your heart disease risk. Too much salt or sodium in your diet is also an impact. Too much sodium in your diet can cause your body to retain fluid, which increases blood pressure. Too little potassium in your diet is also a factor. Potassium helps balance the amount of sodium in your cells. A proper balance of potassium is critical for good heart health. If you don't get enough potassium in your diet or you lose too much potassium due to dehydration or other health conditions, sodium can build up in your blood. Drinking too much alcohol. Over time, heavy drinking can damage your heart. Having more than one drink a day for women and more than two drinks a day for men can affect your blood pressure. If you drink alcohol, do so in moderation. For healthy adults, this means up to one drink a day for women and two drinks a day for men. One drink equals 12 ounces of beer, five ounces of wine, or 1.5 ounces of 80 proof liquor. Stress, this is a big one for me. I've had a lot of stress lately and it has really impacted my blood pressure, I think, but high levels of stress can lead to a temporary increase in blood pressure. Stress-related habits like eating more, using tobacco, or drinking alcohol can lead to further increases in blood pressure. And then certain chronic conditions as well. Certain chronic conditions can increase your risk of high blood pressure, including kidney disease, diabetes, and sleep apnea. Sometimes pregnancy can also contribute to high blood pressure. And although high blood pressure is most common in adults, children can be at risk as well. For some children, high blood pressure is caused by problems with the kidneys or heart but a growing number of kids have poor lifestyle habits and unhealthy diet and a lack of exercise, which can contribute to high blood pressure for youths. Complications. The excessive pressure on your artery walls caused by high blood pressure can damage your blood vessels as well as your organs. The higher your blood pressure and the longer it goes uncontrolled, the greater the damage. Uncontrolled high blood pressure can lead to complications including heart attack or stroke, aneurysm, heart failure, weakened and narrowed blood vessels in your kidneys, thickened, narrowed, or torn blood vessels in the eyes, again, that happened to my mother, 
metabolic syndrome, which is a syndrome with a group of disorders of your body's metabolism, including increased waist size, high triglycerides, decreased high density HDL, cholesterol, high blood pressure, and high insulin levels. These conditions can make you more likely to develop diabetes, heart disease, and strokes. Trouble with memory or understanding. Uncontrolled high blood pressure can also impact your ability to think, remember, and learn. Trouble with memory or understanding concepts is more common in people with high blood pressure. And then finally, dementia. Narrowed or blocked arteries can limit blood flow to the brain, leading to a certain type of dementia, which is called vascular dementia. A stroke that interrupts blood flow to the brain can also cause vascular dementia. So you really wanna get that controlled if you do have high blood pressure. So let's talk about some of the things you can eat that can help lower your blood pressure naturally. You've probably had your blood pressure measured a ton of times at the doctor's office or even at the dentist. It's one of those health markers that you likely don't give a lot of thought to until something's off or you have a family history of blood pressure problems. But it's worth understanding before you have something to worry about, including how to lower high blood pressure if that becomes a health concern for you. So let's talk about it. Blood pressure or arterial tension is the pressure at which the blood flows through the arteries or the pressure your blood exerts on the walls of your artery. A normal or healthy blood pressure measurement is less than 120 over 80. A maximum exceeding 140 or a minimum higher than 90 indicates the person has what's called hypertension or high blood pressure. Anything over 180 over 120 is considered severe hypertension. And while hypertension often has no symptoms, over time it can lead to heart conditions like heart disease and stroke. When systolic pressure or the top number is between 120 and 139 and the diastolic pressure or bottom number is between 81 and 89, it's called prehypertension. This means that the person does not have hypertension, but they will in the future unless they correct unhealthy habits. Blood pressure actually fluctuates a lot over the course of a day, and even a healthy person will at times have the maximum exceeding 160 and the minimum number over 110. If they occur on an occasional basis, these values are perfectly normal and do not mean that a person has hypertension. But to gain an accurate understanding of your blood pressure, you need to take it twice a day or at different times of the day in various circumstances over a period of three weeks and average those results. Make sure you haven't smoked or had caffeine or exercised within 30 minutes of measuring your blood pressure. And why is healthy blood pressure so important? High blood pressure comes from an increase of resistance in the arteries and your heart has to work harder to get blood to your extremities and vital organs due to this resistance. Over time, this can have a negative effect on your body. Having high blood pressure increases the risk of major cardiovascular and non-cardiovascular events, including stroke, heart attack, death, and kidney failure. And I mentioned that earlier. Here are the lifestyle changes that can help you lower your blood pressure without medications. So first and foremost, practice regular aerobic exercise. Physical activity is the most important lifestyle habit to cultivate lower blood pressure. The best exercise for reducing blood pressure and cholesterol is aerobic exercise. And things like brisk walking, cycling, or swimming can really, really help. To make an improvement in cardiovascular conditioning, you should aim to do aerobic exercise at least 30 minutes a day, three times a week. Although exercise raises your blood pressure while you're doing it, regular exercise tends to lower it the rest of the time. And even without weight loss, a regular exercise plan can help prevent high blood pressure. 
reduce that stress folks. And I cannot emphasize this enough, but over time, low grade chronic stress can lead to high blood pressure, increased heart and muscle tension. For people who feel stress, practicing relaxation techniques like meditation and stretching can be very beneficial. Lose weight if you are medically overweight or obese. That is also a big one. Blood pressure rises with body mass index. So for people who are overweight or obese, weight loss is the most effective measure for lowering blood pressure. And studies suggest that blood pressure can be reduced quite significantly for just one or two pounds lost. So aerobic exercise, strength training, and nutrient-rich food plans are the essential components of weight loss. They, doctors recommend increasing the consumption of fruits, vegetables, high fiber foods, and complex carbohydrates, as well as eating less saturated fat and simple sugars. Eat less salt and more potassium. The American Heart Association suggests limiting sodium to less than 1500 milligrams a day to prevent hypertension. Most people self-regulate and excrete extra salt and water in their urine. So reducing salt does not significantly impact blood pressure. However, Reducing salt intake is beneficial for people who are salt sensitive and have an imbalance in their salt and potassium ratios. Studies suggest that more important than just lowering salt is maintaining the correct salt to potassium ratio. Having a healthy balance of these two minerals, less salt and more potassium in the body is crucial to maintaining healthy blood pressure. Doctors recommend eating a plant-based whole food diet high in naturally occurring potassium, like broccoli, spinach, beets, beet greens, tomatoes, tomato sauce, carrots, starchy vegetables like potatoes and winter squash, lentils and beans, especially white beans and soybeans, fruits like bananas, oranges, cantaloupe, honeydew, apricots, grapefruit, and some dried fruits like prunes, raisins, and dates can also be beneficial and limit your alcohol consumption. While research hasn't shown alcohol to have a direct tie to blood pressure and heart health, it can contribute to weight gain, which in turn relates to adverse heart health outcome. Alcoholic beverages contain a large number of calories that contribute to obesity. So if weight loss is your goal, then alcohol should be limited as much as possible. This means that men should limit themselves to two drinks per day and women should limit their consumption to one drink per day. The bottom line, if you're concerned about your blood pressure levels, talk to your doctor and see about effective lifestyle changes that you can incorporate into your own life. And there are also medications that can help lower blood pressure. And there are plenty of natural methods to try as well. Now, let's talk about a few exercises that might be beneficial for people who are looking to lower their blood pressure. Here are six exercises for people with high blood pressure. Brisk walking, squats, and band resistance training are good workouts for people with high blood pressure. More than 100 million people in the US today have high blood pressure, according to the American Heart Association. That's nearly a third of the country's population. The threshold for high blood pressure is 130 over 80. The condition is preventable, though many people don't know they have high blood pressure until they suffer one of its health complications. High blood pressure is associated with heart disease, kidney damage, and stroke. And fortunately, if you're diagnosed with hypertension, there are some significant steps you can take to manage it and reduce your risk for complications. You can even lower your blood pressure into a range that is considered normal with relative ease for most people. Exercising regularly is one of the quickest and healthiest ways to lower your blood pressure, say doctors. However, if you have high blood pressure, it's important to engage in the right kinds of exercise. 
Doctors do not recommend doing isometric exercises like heavy weightlifting when a person's blood pressure is not well controlled, as this could lead to further elevation of blood pressure and put the patient at higher risk of complications. If you have high blood pressure, it's a good idea to combine aerobic activity with light strength training. You can get the benefits of strengthening your muscles and your cardiovascular system at the same time. Here are six exercises that are good for people with high blood pressure. Bodyweight squats and jumping jacks, bodyweight squats with punches, bent over rows, brisk walking, treadmill or elliptical workouts, and band resistance. Number one, bodyweight squats and jumping jacks combined. Many exercises work one or two muscles or muscle groups at a time, but if you do this together, this exercise works many muscles at once, including your thighs, glutes, calves, hips, and core. Stand with your feet shoulder width apart and turn your toes slightly outward. Your hands can be in front of your body, crossed over your chest or down at your sides. Bend your knees and lower your body until your thighs are parallel to the ground. Be sure your knees stay behind your toes as you look down. Pause, then rise back up to standing. Do 15 to 20 of these repetitions. Then do 15 to 20 jumping jacks. Go slowly at first to get accustomed to the exercise. Number two. Body weight squats with punches. This exercise combines resistance training with aerobic activity, which is good for your heart. Doing this exercise at a slow to medium pace will improve your heart health. Do the same steps as you would for body weight squats, but at the top, rise up and add one or two punches. While punching, keep your core tight and your breath flowing freely. Keep your shoulders down, away from your ears. Extend the right arm out, just shy of full extension and pull it back quickly. Punch with the left arm and begin again. Go less than full extension, then pull up with a snap. Repeat this sequence twice, then add the squat. You want to do 15 to 20 reps on this one. Number three, bent over row. This exercise helps strengthen and tone the upper and lower back muscles with posture and hip flexation. This exercise also targets the pulling muscles, which are important for everyday tasks. Start with a shoulder width stance, holding in each hand a weight that you could complete 15 to 20 reps with a little bit of effort, but not so much that you feel a significant strain. Hold the weights by your sides with your palms pointed toward one another, bend your knees slightly and bend over at the waist while keeping your core tight. Once your upper body is at a 45 degree bend, pull the dumbbells up towards your chest, keeping them close to your sides or as a pull up. At the top of the exercise, feel your shoulder blades moving closer together, stand and bring the weights to your sides and repeat. If you have any questions about these or don't quite understand the direction that I've given, you can look it up online. YouTube has a lot of videos where they show proper format for people who are looking to do row exercises or squats or anything else for that matter that I'm talking about in this article. But brisk walking is also really critical. Going for a brisk walk is not only good for your blood pressure, it promotes heart health and protects your joints and feet. The American Heart Association recommends 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise on a weekly basis. Moderate intensity means you should be able to talk during your activity, which you can do while walking briskly. Treadmill or elliptical workouts. And I realize there's a lot of these on the internet right now on both TikTok and Instagram with people 
who are trying to incorporate these treadmill workouts from home into their workout routine. And it's really, really a helpful thing to have as part of your exercise. But exercising on a treadmill or an elliptical machine is a good way to lower your blood pressure and reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease. These workouts are very safe for individuals with high blood pressure. If you have questions or want to incorporate one of those, do an online search and find the best one that fits for you. But I would recommend that you get doctor clearance. If you've got that high blood pressure, you want to make sure from your doctor that you are cleared and good to exercise. Resistance band training. If you want to build or maintain strength and have high blood pressure, try band resistance training. You can use bands to do exercises that are good for your arms, legs, core, and back. Dozens of specific exercises are available online and you can purchase resistance bands online or at many sporting goods stores. They're excellent. You can get them, they're super cheap. It's a great thing to incorporate into your workout routine. So if you're anything like me and you've got that quarantine 15 or that quarantine 20 going on and you feel fat and discouraged and like you're trapped in a fat suit, which is basically what I feel like right now, a good place to start is to look at some of the exercises that I've talked about on the show today. Personally, I've committed myself to five days a week of 30 minute exercise routines to get my heart rate elevated and to get myself out of the house. And here in Illinois, it is very, very cold. It is anywhere from two degrees to 15, 20 degrees outside at the moment. So getting out onto the snow can be a little bit challenging, but I've committed to that five days a week of exercise now, as far as getting out and doing the walking outside, three days a week is my commitment to myself for that. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap the podcast up for now. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can shoot me an email. And tune in next week when we share more stories of the Diet Diet Tribe. I hope you all stay healthy out there. Good night. Good night.